Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Yes, yes, you are ringing the blues. We are nearing the end of February and the chair boys are still third in the table. The takeover is complete, so this week we have an interview about the future with Rob Kuhig. There is all the action and reaction from the win over Tranmere Rovers, a game witnessed by two members of the worldwide Wiccan phenomenon from Monterrey in Mexico. So, we had a chat with them too. But first, it's our turn to head to Mexico and to the city for the results with Uri. the blues from Mexico City. Mi nombre es Uri and here are the results for League One. AFC Wimbledon nil, Blackpool nil, Accrington Stanley one, Rotterdam United two, Fleetwood Town one, Portsmouth nil, Ipswich Town nil, Oxford United one, Lincoln City nil, Gillingham nil, MK Dons 1, Bolton Wanderers Nell, Rochdale 1, Coventry City 2, Shrewsbury Town 1, Doncaster Rovers Nell, Southend United 2, Burton Albion 3, Sunderland AFC 3, Bristol Rovers Nell, Wickham Wanderers 3, Tranmere Rovers 1. And now for Cherboys Spanish this week. You know, I just realized that Mexico and the Cherboys are getting closer and closer. First, my amigos Francisco and Frenzel from Monterrey, a big city in the north of Mexico, they love to play video game FIFA with the Wiccan Wanderers are the choice of team. So they love Akinfeng, what a beast. They love everything about Wickham so much, they made the journey all the way to Ingerland. And they went to Wickham, and they watched the game, and they brought the Mexican flag, and they brought the Mexican Lucha Libre wrestling masks, and they celebrated all along their love for the Cherboys, the Wickham Wanderers. And most important of all, Wickham is getting closer to Mexico, to the Gulf of Mexico, to be specific, because New Orleans, as you know, well, a family in New Orleans, very wealthy, they just acquired in a transaction the Wicom Wanderers, uh, new owners as far as I understand. So Wicom, you are getting closer to the Gulf of Mexico. The bridge is getting closer and closer. So what to say? Cherbo is Spanish. I, I would just like to say that Mexico and Wicom are getting closer. Mexico y Wicom are, están, getting closer. Se están poniendo cada vez más cerca. Wicomp y México están cada vez más cerca. Many reasons to celebrate. The only thing you lack currently is to hire a Mexican player, such as the Wolves have Raúl Jiménez, or back in the days Manchester United or West Ham had Chicharito. So how about hiring a Mexican player so that the love circle is fully complete? Back to the Ringing the Blues headquarters in Ingerland with my amigo Phil Catchball. 
Muchas gracias, Uri. Now, struggling Tranmere in town, and the chair boys owed them one after getting knocked out of the FA Cup by them earlier this season. Here's what happened out of Windswept's Adams Park. This could be a, a big, momentous game for us. People are talking about, are oh, we all Tranmere one? There's nothing in my mind except performance today, treating it as every, any other game. If we can pull out another win today, it'd be, it'd be awesome, but nothing's going to be given against Mickey Mellon's side. They're a decent side, and uh, we're going to have to work hard. Jacobson whips in the corner to near post, picks on, and yeah! it's a goal! Anthony Stewart at the back post, and Jacobson with the assist, Stewart forcing it home from millimetres out for his third goal of the season. Down to Kieran Morris, lovely little touch, back to Rydal, taken out by Gape, and then Vaughan, Vaughan's through, hits the post and scores! It's 1-1, and the ball squirmed into the box, and James Vaughan, we talked about his Premier League calibre, he drew the keeper and he side-footed it off the bottom of the post to bring us level here at Adams Park. Wickham one, Tranmere one. Twist again, left foot across. Comes in looking for Akin Fenwa. Yeah! Akin Fenwa has scored! Fred Onyadimba with the cross and Akin Fenwa has equaled Nathan Tyson's Football League era goal-scoring record for Wickham Wanderers. The Chairboys two, Tranmere one. Gate gets the ball in the right back position, brings it forwards for the chair boys. Over the top now for Samuel, that's a good ball. Can Samuel get there first? He can, penalty. and the ref has penalty. given a... Penalty. Is it a free kick off? It's a penalty. penalty. Alex Samuel got there ahead of the keeper. Injury time here at Adams Park. Jacobson approaches the ball and scores! Ten goals for the season for Joe Jacobson. Gareth flew up the stairs there, 3-1 win at home and uh, a big three points for Wickham Wanderers. Yeah, call me out there, Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what a day, you know. Uh, very reminiscent of, of a couple of years ago, that League Two games. The, the conditions, and, and if I'm honest, the pitch isn't great here, you know. We've had a, we've had a, lot, of, uh, a lot of football on it and we couldn't take it up in the summer because of finance reasons. Um, I'm happy to say that we, we rolled the battle really well second half because uh, first half we, we did well. Um, I'm sure that um, Tramir will point towards the referee and say he gave too many decisions to us, but it, I think we were the better team, we were quicker to the ball, we were getting fouled. So there's no there's no issue there for me. How important was it to get that goal in first half stoppage time with the wind at your back? Yeah, do you know, you always worry about when you're dominant like that, that you don't score, that the, uh, the chance has gone. So Anthony Stewart's put it in with his shoulder, which is a fantastic... Uh, improvisation he's, he's getting a boot in the face as well if you look at it so very brave uh, to go in on that but um, second half was key to me you know I told him at half time look there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a real big onslaught from Tranmere they've gone direct anyway um, watching the videos of the last four or five games they've got Cook in and Vaughan up front two big guys they go really direct into them and then get the knockdowns and do you know what if that's if there's a way we've played for the last seven years that is it you, that's the way we can play and uh, and I thought winning the battle getting your techniques right and when it was on to play play playing to Paul Smith's feet playing to Fred on your dimmer's feet and that bit of brilliance for the second goal has, uh, has been the difference really today you know the penalty at the end uh, like right on the edge of the box I don't know if it's, it's gone our way but you know sometimes you deserve one or two but um, I think it may, may be on the line which is uh, which is you know fortunate for us and Joe Jacobson getting his 10th goal of the season securing it but it was that second goal Akin Fenway what a player what a man um, but he'll be the first to say everybody today played superbly well and technique was really important second half in this we've never been
hear that on the mic now, you know, it's still <laughs> blowing a gale. Hairs everywhere at the moment, but a happy one. Uh, they say that decisions even themselves out over a season. I mean, against Peterborough, Wickham had a man sent off in a penalty given for what looked to be an innocuous offence. Same referee today has given a penalty to Wickham. Does that just show that perhaps that saying is true? Yeah, you know, you get some and you, and you don't get some. And I wouldn't like to be a referee, you know, and, and I was, uh, you know, I was angry at Peterborough, of course I was, and but they're a strong side and, and you know, for me, you know, we uh, we have we've probably whereabout we should be at the season, you know, after all the work we've put in, after the way the boys have played, the best thing about us, Phil, is we're sitting third in the league, we don't need to get promoted, we're not a club that is desperate to get up there, and there's a lot of clubs around us that have to, and it will be a total failure if they don't. That isn't in my voice, so there's no pressure, and, and it feels like that in the dressing room they can try things without fear of failure. They can they can approach games knowing that wow, Wickham Wanderers upsetting the form guide again. It's it's awesome to be, and uh, and with the takeover going through yesterday, what what a I'm so glad to deliver that for Rob and Pete, you know, because uh, they've they've backed me from the start. They really have, and uh, and got right behind us as a, as a club, and you know that one's uh, that one's a great start for their reign, and. Uh, and obviously Bolton was a fantastic end to the trust reign. So going well at the moment, but um, long way to go. 11 huge games to go and, uh, and everyone seems to be winning at the right time. So we've got we're to make sure we, we stay with them. You felt some pressure in your time as manager as Wickham Wanderers. No pressure here in the league for Wickham Wanderers. You just said no pressure to get promoted. The financial pressure lifted by the takeover going through. You've weathered the storm at Wickham for many years, Gareth. How does it feel now to be in what could be a stable ship? Yeah, an ironic statement on a day like today but with the storm that we've had. So, um, no, the, the storm has been the finances and, and, uh, and you know, the, the day at Turkey and League Two and getting out of that. And, I mean, for those who've been on the ride, it's been fantastic. And I can't thank them enough for all the support. And that includes all the, my chairman, my directors and all the fans with us. But that bunch of players in there, they're, they're together. They are so together. Somebody just asked me that, what a fantastic achievement you, you've, you've, you've done. And I'm saying that it's not, there's no you, there's no me, it's us. And that's everybody who's connected with Wickham Wanderers. And that's the beauty of this place. And I love being manager. Ooh, gotta get up, gotta get out. Grab the world by the throat and shout. Gotta find it, get us a shell. Making bread out of nothing but Understandably, the Tranmere fans' thoughts were largely centred on their own woes rather than pondering the bigger questions in life like how do they watch that every week? Well, here's what they had to say. Ollie. Might as well sack Mellon and take the gamble that another manager comes in. We have a little bouncing farm. Nothing to lose at this point. Mellon's out of ideas and I can't see him turning it round. Eddie SWA. Wow, just wow. What the heck was going on there? Davis fell over the wrong way a full second before the penalty was taken. 3-1. And even after watching the Wiccan keeper kick the ball too long, Davis does exactly the same in the second half and launches it straight to their keeper time after time. There's no brains in this outfit whatsoever. No common sense. And they're not streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> 
We deserve everything we get. Mark Rover 37. Does this team actually train during the week? Or do they just sit in McDonald's playing on their phones? For heaven's sakes, lads, show a bit of passion. Tranmere Crony. I think the club needs to make some sort of statement. We've not won in 11 and are sleepwalking to relegation. The fans and the club are slowly drifting apart again. And it's such a shame. Malaga Mad. I've had faith and hope all the way through this season that somehow we will escape. But after today, I'm afraid that even I've given up. League 2 it is. I accept it now. Rip Van Winkle. The writing was on the wall on day one of the season when Rochdale looked like Brazil compared to us. Volvic Power TRFC. For a bit of balance, Wickham have by far the best home record in the league. Open air end. Don't know what everyone's moaning about. We had a great day out. Saw a goal. And I prefer League Two anyway. On Friday, news of the highly anticipated confirmation of Feliciana EFL taking a 75% stake in Wickham Wanderers finally came through. It spells the end of trust ownership at Adams Park, but what does the future now hold under Kuhig control? I gave Rob Kuhig a call to find out. I got to tell you, it's been one of the longest gestation periods for a deal I've ever been around. And yes, it feels terrific. The baby was born and it looks terrific. It was a long time, but it has enabled fans to get to know you and Pete and Missy and also for you to get to know the club as well. And and you're still here and so are we. So that must be a good thing as well. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, uh, in, in this day and age, people don't usually believe in long engagements, but they, they are reasonable. And in this case, I think it was the exact right approach that the trust took, that we took. Let's get to know each other. Let's get to know our little idiosyncrasies and our goals. And I think it's a good match. How are you? Because obviously a new hip, so you've not been able to fly. So we've not seen you at Adams Park for, for a month or two. How are things? Things are good. Uh, I had a, a very minor setback. That's why I wasn't there over the weekend. Uh, I, I ended up on crutches that I had not expected to be for an extra three weeks. But I'm, I'm getting ready to fly any day now. and. Uh, You'll see me before you you realize it and before anybody wants to, I suspect. <laughs> we saw the video of you running on the pitch in the rain uh, after the, the vote went through. <laughs> uh, and I was looking at that and I was thinking, I'm not sure if we needed a new hip or not. Or maybe you did after that run. Uh, <laughs> what do you reckon? Well, I, I sent it to the doctor and he said, yeah, we're going to be able to make you run a little bit better than that. He says, you're running like a 70-year-old. I said, when this is over, I want to run like a 35-year-old like like Darius does. He he's making no promises. <laughs> right, let's look at the future then. The deal is done. Yeah. Uh, 75% for Feliciana EFL, the, the group that you head. Obviously, you've been getting to know what's going on at the club. What can fans expect to happen immediately? You, you must be like coiled springs. Well, we are. Uh, a couple of things. We want to stabilise Garrett's operation, and I think you'll see something on that within the next few days. Uh, that will give the fans a sense that uh, 
Uh, he's here to stay. We're here to stay. Uh, we're going to continue to look to how we upgrade uh, the on-pitch performance. Uh, I've had Pete looking at and Gareth working with him and, and us with Gareth on how do we bring in that under-23 team for next year. Uh, we're, we're looking at what this purchase does for our increase in the cap level. As you know, we've been butting up against it uh, all season. Uh, we had to, to, to do some things during the January window to make it uh, so that we could, we could sign McCarthy and Stockwell, and we were able to do that. But it was by the hardest, and with, and with the, the good graces of the trust that stepped up as well. So there's lots to be done like that. I think you'll see a lot of that. But to be candid, I think the club is in extraordinary shape. We, and nobody likes to hear this, but when we sat down, Gareth and I, last June, and he said, what do you want of me? I said, I don't want to be throwing up in April worried about relegation. Obvious, that's not going to happen. When we sat down in December and said, what do you need? And he told me, and we went out to try and help him get it. Uh, it was with the idea of being in the promotion race. That's right where we are. Now, when I look at the standings, and you're much better at this than I, and, and I suspect most of the fans are, uh, the, the number of games played compared to others, the number of games that will be played by the others over the next two weeks, there's going to be a lot of movement in those standings. But we're going to be in this playoff hunt, and I think we're in the hunt right, right through. And as my brother Kevin would say, if you have a belief that it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And that's where we are. We're going to we're going to get there. We're going to push it all the way. You've got a believer in Gareth. I mean, he was a believer before you guys were in town. Um, so I think we could be onto something here. Just to go back on something you said, when you sat down with Gareth, you were saying that, you know, promotion is the aim for this season. Is that right? When we talked about it at Christmas and we talked about what to do, and remember, we're never going to deviate from our financially sensible, sustainable model. But at the same time, you're looking at it and you're saying, what can we achieve this year? Uh, and in, at Christmas time, we were honest and said, look, it, it, relegation is not going to be an issue. Even at Christmas, we could sense that. So what's the next goal? We need to get to the promotions. Now, can we get a promotion? I believe we can. I suspect others do. But you got to play it out on the field. There are some very, very good clubs that are very hot at this time that are moving forward. We, we, are, we are very lucky and fortunate, but we earned our luck. We earned our fortune by how well we played early days. And uh, now we're playing well again. And, and look, people want to talk about what we did in the transfer window. They forget, you know, we bring in a, a tremendous uh, defender in McCarthy. You bring Fred back. You find me somebody who had a better transfer window than bringing Fred back. <laughs> you can't. You know, so it's, uh, we're ready to go. I, you know, but you got to do it on the field. All, all of the conjecture, and I've had to learn this the hard way. You can sit here and you can play mathematical games with yourself as well. There's 11 games left, and if you win X amount, this will do that. And, but no, you got to get out there every day that you play a game, and you got to do your best. And, and I believe that we will win. Uh, enough games to be right there last day at home, the last home game, lots of good times.
I'll tell you what, looking at the championship, Rob, let's say Wickham were to do the amazing and get themselves up in the championship. I'm looking at the figures for the season before last, 2018-2019. Uh, the average weekly salary for a championship player was just over £16,000 a week. The smallest budget in that division was Rotherham, £7.8 million. They got relegated and Aston Villa, £73.1 million. It's a crazy financial world, the Championship. Are Wickham ready for that? Would they be ready for it? It's, it's not long away were it to happen. Well, one of the things we'll be doing is I'm trying to get over there, and we have to do two, two budgets, one for next year if we stay in League One, one for next year if we move up. And I can assure you if we move up, we'll be ready. Fighting talk, this is what we like to hear, Rob. Off the pitch, there's been improvements. Obviously, there's, there's been a limit to what you guys have been able to do without the deal being uh, put through. Right. Will fans expect to see any dramatic changes between now and the end of the season? There are not many home games left now. I was going to say, and, and, and this won't surprise you because you know me a little bit, I've been up already before we went to Mass this morning communicating with people about some things. But, but you've hit on it. There's only four home games left, only one in the month of March. So we're, we're now into uh, mid-February, and we have one home game, and then we have three in April. There's not a hell of a lot we can do between now and then, but there are some things that will make the fan experience better. Most importantly, uh, next time I'm over, we'll be sitting down to talk about a refurbishment of the stadium uh, that includes uh, the total fiber, uh, placing fiber throughout the stadium. So we have a Wi-Fi experience second to none. We'll be able to talk about the new scoreboards, the, the new advertising boards, things that will make it a much more uh, enjoyable stadium experience. We'll be taking some of the experiences we've learned from the Chairboys Village, expanding them. Uh, how much of that gets done this year, how much gets done next year, hard to say. Other little things, though, Phil, that you will notice and that fans will notice who comes out. Uh, the, the club, unfortunately, last year was unable to scrape and the pitch the way it should have at the end of the season. We'll be doing that, of course, right uh, as soon as the uh, uh, in time to play next season. We're also uh, uh, have entered into some things where we're inviting the community to come in and, and rent the facility in the, in the month or so between the end of the season and when we rework the pitch. Uh, lots more community involvement, even though this is a community-owned team and has always been integral to the community. Now, we spoke earlier about how long this process uh, took. When we first met you all, uh, Mark Palmer was part of the uh, of the equation and was proposed to be on the board. He's no longer at the club. Uh, can you shed any light about, about what happened there? Mark, I think, is a tremendous guy. And, and we simply, as, as time went on, we realised that our thought process and, and ultimate goals, while they may be compatible, getting how we got there weren't exactly the same. Mark and I, I could still consider Mark a good friend. He was one of the uh, first people I wrote to upon the uh, completion being done. Uh, I don't know that it's necessary to get into any more than that. Okay, but fans have got no issue to worry about uh, the no. commercial firepower of Wickham Wanderers because Mark was very much sort of presented as the commercial man that was going to hopefully bring the money in off the pitch for Wickham Wanderers. Well, here's what they need to know. Uh, if they know and they've gotten to know us, they know that I'm not adverse to commercial activity. And <laughs> we will be very much out there. And we will be uh, making some additions to the staff that will uh, fill that role very well. Plus, you know, Pete's been out there. He's working it. 
the, the entire staff has been oriented towards understanding that their job is not simply to run a football club. Running the football club is, is Garrett's job. Our job is to create an environment, an economic environment, a social environment, where that club can prosper. And, and that's what we'll be doing from top to bottom. That first start of the season, everybody was absolutely flying. And Wickham fans, you know, myself included, would be like, well, football isn't like this. You, you're you a keen sports person. You've involved in several different teams. How important has it been to see Wickham have... They've had a sticky one over Christmas. Was it important for you to feel that as well and see the reaction to Wickham, the town and the club, to Wickham not performing well on the pitch? Because there was a few of us thinking, oh, wow, you must think the Wickham's a fantastic place. They win every week. <laughs> well, you have to remember, I, uh, my sports experiences in American baseball, primarily, uh, American football, soccer, we, we were able to get to the playoffs both years that I owned the club. Uh, in baseball, we won our world championship with, at the level that's roughly equivalent to your championship league in soccer or football. Uh, and, and here's what I know about sports. It is, it is momentum-based and it is ultimately based on the club and how it responds to adversity. Uh, the early days were great for us, obviously, because everybody got a, a feel-good sense. It spilled over onto us. I'm not, I don't kid myself. Part of the reason I think we were successful in getting the completion, uh, uh, getting the vote, was that people were feeling good about the club. I think they felt good about Missy and Pete and me. Um, but, you know, it's always easier to do it when we were able to assist. And I think people knew Gareth was generous in, in his statements about how we assisted. All of that helps. But I've been in sports long enough to know that you don't win every game. There are 22 other teams in our league trying hard every week to win. Uh, they have the same basic goals. So your job is to get out there and be better than them. What I love about sports is that there is no participation prize at this level. You either win or you lose. Uh, and so uh, that's the exciting part. For me, every day, we get a chance to win or lose. Uh, you know, how many people do we bring to the park, regardless of who we're playing, regardless of how we're playing? That's the one thing I'm trying to get inculcated into our, our team, our off-the-pitch team, that our job doesn't start or stop or truly depend on how well the team does. That's the lanyard, as we would say, the extra. If, if the team's doing well, we should do a little bit better uh, in terms of revenue and the like. But we ought to be building a base that sustains itself regardless of how the team's playing. And then it's sort of circular. The better we do, the better it is for the team because the more money we'll be able to provide to them, the, the higher our cap level will be, the more exciting it'll be, and the higher we'll be able to rise uh, both in the league and perhaps up the leagues. Uh, you said that there's going to be two plans, one for the championship, one for League One for next season. What would the League One be? What would be the target? Promotion again, playoffs again, or perhaps a, a period of, of settling in and, and getting the, the under-23 team operating and the off-the-pitch stuff going? Well, the off-the-pitch stuff going is going to happen whatever league went in. Uh, that's an independent operation. That goes on regardless. The under-23 team is going to happen regardless. We, we need that. It's, it's important to our team. It's important to uh, our, our ability to perform on the pitch. 
It's important to our sense of being more than uh, just a team that comes out and, and plays games. It, it allows us to build the Wickham way and in a cultural way as well. Uh, the, the only difference really is uh, who we're playing. And so our goal, you will never find me either accepting of or allowing myself to be satisfied. If, if you talk to Missy, if you talk to Pete, that's the one thing that will probably become apparent to people. I'm really satisfied. Uh, I'm really willing to say, well, we'll just go and we'll try and hit the middle of the league and that'll be good enough. That's never good enough. And the worldwide Wiccan phenomena, there cannot be an interview with you, Rob, where we don't reference this. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, there was a couple of Mexicans in town from Monterey coming across to, to see a game. We're seeing more and more people getting involved on Twitter from all over the place as well. I mean, you've coined this phrase, but it's something that is starting to build and, and Wiccan fans are starting to see what's going on with this. Well, and in, in, in again, I, I will tell you, uh, socially, I love it because it's true. Uh, we get Missy and I get, and, and mostly her, because as you know, she's out there pushing it all the time too. Uh, pictures of people, literally from every continent in the world, from countries throughout, following the Wanderers, putting their flags up on vacation and the like. And so that's great, and it means that you're part of a worldwide community. Let me tell you the the less altruistic part. We're going to develop this club so that we have more than high Wickham fans coming to the game. We need to make sure that if we're going to have a sustainable economic uh, ability to to play at the highest levels, that we have multiple revenue sources. And one of those revenue sources, and you know this, I'm a huge fan of the the iFollow. And it's, again, because I get to sit at my house in St. Francisville or in New Orleans and watch the game and listen to you and and the various – folks that you bring on with you and it's a quality broadcast but but we have already substantially increased the revenue from that we will do that and it's going to be a major revenue source for us so that uh it won't be as dependent on selling out every game but we will be able to say how we, how have we increased it think about it in very simple terms instead of a, a potential audience of 8,500 filling in the stands, we have an unlimited potential of worldwide people who are going to follow this team, and they're going to come in and they're going to listen to Blunt Phil and, and Bill or whomever or Jack Grimm, who incidentally did a great job this weekend, talk about the game, but they're going to want to buy merchandise. They're going to want to come to Wickham and stay in Wickham and go to a game. It is part of the excitement of it for me is to be able to bring this to the world. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'll tell you what sounds like a good idea as well, Rob. There's an MLS team that's new this season called Nashville SC, managed by Gary Smith, former Wickham Wanderers uh, player, coached by Steve Guppy, former Wickham Wanderers legend. There should definitely at some point in the near future be an American tour, I think, for Wickham Wanderers, including the media to come along as well to cover this uh, amazing event. Well... (laughs) Stick around, my friend, because there's more to come. Rob, as ever, thank you so much for your time and making time on on a Sunday morning to talk to Ringing the Blues. And we look forward to seeing you running up and down the wing at Adams Park very, very soon. (laughs) 
Okay, thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So, as you've just heard, Rob is a big believer in what he likes to call the worldwide Wickham phenomenon. On Saturday, two brothers travelled all the way from Monterey in Mexico to Adams Park to watch Wickham Wanderers play Tranmere Rovers. Francisco and Frenzel Gamez travelled more than 5,000 miles just so they could see the chairboys play, and I spoke to them just before the game. Uh, my name is Francisco and my brother is Frenzel. Frenzel Gomez. Just to clarify, you've come from Mexico to Wickham, nowhere else in the UK, just to Wickham to see Wickham Wanderers play. Because the play is so important for the team and also we want to uh, have a good experience in this moment because the team is also very good. We want to celebrate the, the first, the game and the game uh, with, with a great winning. Uh, for the team and uh, Kimfewa, obviously, is the uh, reason for the coming to Wycombe. And my brother loves them, loves him. Uh, he wants to make pictures and make a great experience for this. Wycombe is a is it is a team for the team for a magic and and. The people, the player, the the, the state is is magic, and the stadium is is so it's different. It's different. So, Akinfemwa is the reason you're here, really. Yeah, Akinfemwa is the reason that my brother wanted to came, came here. Yeah. And you've got a lucha libre wrestling mask with Akinfemwa. So Mexican wrestling is huge in Mexico, but you've made him a mask with his name on. Is that right? Yes, that's right, because I have the opportunity to make this mask. We had a friend that manufacturing this mask and he wants to help us to make a gift from Akinfewa. I've been to Lucha Libre in Mexico City. Do you think perhaps when Akinfewa one day stops playing football, he might become a Mexican wrestler? Oh, it's the best dream that I have. We have... We, we hope this this dream come true. El motivo de la máscara es para una próxima celebración para él. We want to see Akin Fewa celebrate with the mask, obviously. If he scores today, he may wear the mask. That would be incredible. Yes, yes, it will be incredible, and we want to see this moment. So, is this your first time in, in England? Yes. yes. Do you like High Wycombe? Yes, yes, we yes. will. We we came here from main station of Wacom, walking, and we see the city, all the city, and all the people is magic because it's a great experience walking and have a feel different sensation that feel in Mexico. You feel so comfortable, so peaceful and also so confident with the people, with the crew, everything is amazing. The people here is uh, great, great, great people and we also appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you here. Welcome to Adams Park, welcome to Wickham and we hope you bring the team some luck today. Yes, of course. <laughs> Come on.
Safe travels to our new friends in Mexico and wonderful that they could see a win. And finally, we need to talk about maths. An unnamed source approached me after the game on Saturday to point out that Wickham's excellent pre-Christmas form was built on incorrect geometry. I've been informed that the inverted trapezium doesn't actually exist and the shape that the chair boys were taking down all comers in League One was in fact an isosceles trapezoid. Well, I welcome any further thoughts on this and indeed any other topic that any of you wish to discuss. You can reach me at bluntfield at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter under Bluntfield. Right, many thanks to Vital Len, Rob Cooey and our amigos Francisco and Frenzel. We'll be back next week. Come on, you blues.